Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Radio Nasties podcast with me, Vic, and Richard. You're expecting someone from the health department, maybe? Um, no, I was expecting Richard, to be honest. I don't, I don't usually have people from the health department on this podcast, mate. So, I, I didn't. I didn't really expect someone that... Have, should I? Should I expect someone from the health department? Well, yeah, you have a... You have crippling aids oh i did forget about that yeah there is there is that i try and forget about that to be if, if i'm honest that's probably what it is but you, you can't forget it's inevitable you're gonna die yeah yeah well lovely start to combat the uh horrible horrible beginning with the aids and everything we have a, a wonderful little uh motion picture today we're covering john carpenter's they live what year was this from, Richard? Uh, it's from 1988. This is a pretty famous film, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty pretty beloved. It's like one of the pinnacles of cult, I guess, this this film. Deservedly so. Um, it's a rather good film. It's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good. I like pretty it. Pretty decent. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to get straight into this, run through the film, do what we do. So, here we go. I just want to apologise before we start for the... Uh horrible audio quality you're hearing from my end yes we had some uh, wonderful technical difficulties as per usual luckily for me i can't hear you as well maybe that's a good thing for me to be honest blessing in disguise yeah so it opens up with with the uh the title screen and it kind of turns into um like graffiti on a wall yeah like someone someone's slightly spray painted they live on the wall which is obviously your first inclination that um well, on definitely on the rewatch, is that you know people because you know, there's like a revolution going on in the film, isn't there? And this is kind of like the first you know sort inclination of, yeah, that there's yeah. something you know there's something going on here. So, but you know on the re- the first watch, kind of like you know that's you know that's pretty cool. But um, on the rewatch, you kind of like ah, you know this is you can kind of see the uh, the kind of behind the scenes rising up that's going on already. Um, but we see we see a, it's in like a, a train yard. We see a train pull in. And as the train passes, Rowdy Roddy Piper. The maniac himself. Yes. He, uh, I'm guessing he's just got off this or one of the trains around it because he's got a, you know, a big backpack on. He's obviously um, you know, traveling. You know, it looks like he's just arrived in the, in the city. And um, you know, there's something that I really like about Roddy Piper. Like, and it's pretty much in everything, in Always Sunny and everything. He's always got this kind of like aura about him as if like, he's kind of like, you know, it's no worries. It's all going to be all right. Do you know what I mean? He's always kind of got this like little smirk on his face, especially yeah, he's, when he's playing he's, the maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so. I mean, he's he's very watchable. He's one of those people you could probably watch in anything. Like I don't yeah. watch wrestling, but I'd probably go back and watch wrestling matches with him in. Yeah, like, wasn't he supposed to be a villain in wrestling <laughs> as well? I love the fact that that this quote-unquote sport has villains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've watched. Sure I'm, he was. No, go on. I'd, I'd watch football if there was, like, drama to it and you had, like, villains. <laughs> you just had, like, one team and they were all bastards. Like, we are evil FC. <laughs> and then, like... We're the, going you know, to steal the, the, the cup. Yeah, the end of the season, like, there's a big death it's like in, in the football <laughs> Cliffhanger match. Like, at the end of yeah, the Premier like, League. You know, like, it's like EastEnders or something. And like, even, yeah. you know, I remember there was an episode where it was, like, on EastEnders, where, like, if, I don't know if anybody's going to know what I'm on about here, but the British people will. When uh, the two brothers, what are they called? 
Phil and Grant or something. Is it Phil and Grant? Uh, it's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like. I don't know, Ross Kemp, whichever one he played, he'd been gone for ages. And there was this big build up to this episode where he came back and I, I even watched it. And I don't know why. Was this like, like after was... Ross Kemp became like a big deal with all his like Ross Kemp on gangs nonsense? Yeah, I think he was he was in the middle of doing that. And obviously he came, but he was only back for like this one special episode. I remember there was like, a, there was a scene in, the, in a fucking... Um, you know, like a junkyard and like Phil, the little fat, I think it's Phil, the little fat one. He like had a car like nearly falling. I was like, what is this? Like, should I have been watching this? Is it usually this action packed in EastEnders? Like there's just explosions and stuff. Maybe Michael Bay will direct an episode of EastEnders. <laughs> oh, it'd be better than the Transformers movies. Yeah, well, it's not hard, is it? Like what, we were it, officially it, it, we're officially discussing EastEnders more than a John Carpenter <laughs> film right now. I think this pandemic sent us a bit fucking mental. Uh, can you imagine if uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper showed up in EastEnders? I'd watch Just it like, then. <laughs> exactly. Could you imagine yeah. how much like more dramatic American EastEnders would be? Yeah, there'd be a death every every two episodes. Yeah, it'd be The Walking Dead. Yeah, and then they do a, a prequel set. Set a day before the first yeah, episode. Yeah. Fear the East Enders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. But that's I so already funny. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, what's uh, Roddy Piper's character's name? Mine's drawn a blank. You never, uh, you never, I don't Is think it... they ever say it, but it does come up in the credits and he's got a very a bizarre name. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I should have written it down. Because Keith David's character is called Frank. John Nader. That's it. George. George. I'm looking up on IMDb now. Apparently it's George Nader. See, on, on Wikipedia it claims it's John Nader. There you go. So we'll never know. <laughs> well, in the credits it was just Nader. So I don't know where either of these sides have got there. Do you think that he looks like a John? No, he looks like a George. No, he looks like a John. Well, let's just we'll just agree to disagree. I just call him Roddy wow. the whole time. Yeah, I did as well. Like um, I literally just called him Roddy Piper the whole way through my notes. So anyway, yeah, he, he's arrived in the city. He's walking. He's walking through the city, and he comes and he uh, he enters the the job center. I don't know if if there's something like I'm guessing it's implied, but like there's something pretty wrong like about society at this point in this universe, isn't there? I like, like to imagine to be... this is in the same universe as Street Trash. Oh God, can you imagine? But but yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it seems like, because he goes into the job centre and there's like 50 people in there. Yeah, it's fucking, this is the fucking job centre when uh, coronavirus is over and everyone's going to get <laughs> jobs again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, like the woman yeah. is like just the most stereotypical stuck up bitch. Which she, makes she... sense on the rewatch. Does it? Because, well, I think she's, I think she's one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, she, she just has like, bitch, this like, look of her, like, how dare you need work? Yeah, what well, do you he's need like, money for? Poor Roddy's like, you know, oh, I, I was working in uh, Denver, Colorado for 10 years, but then we got, we got all laid off or the steelworks fucking shut all up. All closed down, yeah. Yeah, and then she's just like rolling her eyes, like, oh, I've heard this all before. And it's like, love. For fuck, I know you see these people yeah, like, but, all day. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, of course you're gonna hear it before. If your job is to find other people's fucking jobs, and all the steelworks are closing, of course you're gonna have loads of people coming in saying all the steelworks have closed. I need a job. 
Exactly. That's why her behavior is that's just so like, she's so like, it's not as if it's just, you know, obviously she hears it all day, but she just gets on with it. She's literally like nearly tutting him at some point. Yeah. Like when, when he's saying, he's just like looking at him as if he's a piece of shit. Like, oh, you need a job, do you? And then she like looks at like two seconds. It's like, there's nothing available for you. Yeah. It's like it's the like fucking just... Little Britain sketch where it's like computer says no. It's like, did you even look? <laughs> yeah, and he presses one, one, uh, one button. Yeah. And it's like, and then coughs in his face. Can you imagine that? They can get away with that now with coronavirus going <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? They, they like, did like really... a little like reunion. Like the other week, I mean, Fucking I guess it'll be the other month. By the, yeah, it was for some like BBC like stay at home thing, and like yeah. there were loads of like comedy reunions, and they did like a really fucking homemade, and apparently it was just awful. <laughs> well, I can imagine. But I, I mean, I haven't watched it, but I imagine it was probably still on par with Old Little Britain, and then people have just realised like can't get away with this anymore. Yeah. No. I recently watched like, uh, I mean, it was a, it was a, li- it was a while ago, but it was probably in, like the last year. I think I, for some reason I caught an episode somewhere. I don't know why. Maybe like Trav showed me on YouTube or something, and I was watching it, and I was just like, this has not aged well at all. No. Like I mean, it's it's just I'm, I'm not even in the fact that like you wouldn't get away with it anymore. It's just like not funny. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It doesn't really offend me at all, to be honest. It's just like, you know, you kind of laugh because you're like, oh, some this wouldn't be allowed to be put on, like, now. But it it's just like, the, the comedy was just like, I was like, oh my God, I used to, like, laugh at this. I think we, <laughs> as a country, did. It was huge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, the um, weird thing about Little Britain is it kept getting, like, promoted through the ranks of BBC. I remember it started on, like, BBC Three. And then, yeah. like, it got promoted to BBC Two, and then all of a sudden, it's on <laughs> yeah. BBC One. Well, even funnily enough, it started off as a radio show, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. Oh my God! Can you imagine just listening to that? The you know the 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 ones with the 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 ones with the cripple. I can't remember. Is Andy? His name Andy? Yeah, yeah. They're still like kind of funny because I think it's that just was so... what I think that's what the reunion sketch was. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more because it's just nonsense. Yeah, they, they probably like, realise that's the only one they uh, can get away with. It's like, should we do David, the only game? No, we can't do him. <laughs> uh, should we do the horrible transphobic character? No, we can't do them. Uh, yeah. Or what, what, about, about the... what about the one that makes fun of all the fat people? No, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to do... Uh... Andy. Andy, yeah. I, I've, I'd love to be a fly in a wall for one of the American listeners. Like, <laughs> EastEnders? Little, <laughs> what, what is this shite? Can we play the only episode? We get like an influx of, ep- of uh, listeners listening to this episode. They're like, this is fucking crap. I sound like shit. We're not talking about the fucking film. <laughs> this is going to be a fucking great episode, isn't it? Uh... Next time I listen to an episode about They Live, I want it to be about They Live. A reference to another obscure British uh, sitcom. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on a roll here, Richard. We've alienated a whole, a whole base of listeners. 75% of our audience. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so getting back onto the episode. Roddy Piper, he leaves the job centre and you see um, this street preacher. Oh, he's great, he's he is. Yeah, he's blind. He's a blind street preacher, and he's he's talking about how you know they 
they have infiltrated the the rich and famous and they're uh they're trying to corrupt the human spirit or something you know that they're, they're trying to like basically do us from within I guess. yeah and like just as uh roddy piper leaves you see the cops like show up like pretty much straight away and I, th- I think they get out and pull their batons out like straight away yeah i might be wrong but i know they get they they show up like instantly now is that because um, he's part of the uh organization or is it just because he's black yeah yeah who knows because yeah like um, you're saying the first time you just like sort of pass it off as that oh he's just a nut job religious man and then obviously you find out later that everything he's, he's saying is incredibly true right yeah yeah exactly he also he walks down the street and he sees this guy like just blindly staring at this tv that's playing through a shop window yeah, it's kind of just like motionless, like watch. Obviously, I think one of the less subtle ways to show that you know, always you know, cap- cap- uh, capitalism is corrupting. Like he's literally just like gaped, like his mouth's gaped, like looking at this TV screen. I don't know what's playing. I think it's just some sort of talk show or something. He also sees a helicopter circling around at this point as well, which comes. Yeah, back. which he sees a few times, doesn't he? Yeah. So uh, he approaches this. Um, he goes to this construction site and he approaches this uh, construction guy. I don't know. And he's like, you know, can I, can I get a job here? And he's like, well, maybe, but who are you? And he's like, well, I've just, you know, I've just got here. I've got my own tools. And um, the guy's like, well, this is a union job. <laughs> yeah. And he, he looks over at the Mexicans, doesn't he? And he just goes like, <laughs> yeah. union job. Yeah, sure it yeah. is. Mate. <laughs> yeah. But he, he ends up, he gets a job. And he uh, he basically he starts like straight away, I guess, doesn't he? This is what I don't get about the there's nothing available for you, woman. Like he's literally just got there and found a job within minutes, and you've got <laughs> yeah, the audacity yeah. to tell them there's nothing available. But is that something to do with the fact that they're keeping people out of work? I don't see why they would though, because obviously the whole message of this film is to like buy and consume and obey. So surely they want people working so they have money to spend. Yeah, but are these the people that have, like, bitten back? The ones that are not getting the jobs? Because remember later on that she... she there's, a le- there's a character later on, she basically says to him, I think it's her, and she's like, you know, they, the ones that say yes, basically, they rise up. Whereas the ones that say no, they get pushed down. Right, right, out. yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I'm just thinking, like, maybe is that why... You know, there's some homeless and then there's some not. And there's some... Uh, yeah, it would make sense why not. a lot of the uh, organisations seem to be in the, the homeless camp, I guess. If they yeah. yeah, if they know what's going on, they're not going to be feeding the machine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So uh, this is where, you know, we're introduced to Keith Davis, Keith David's character, um, Frank. He's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. He was in another John Carpenter film, The Thing. I love Keith David. I can't speak. You, you've got a shit mic. I can't speak. Yeah, um, you, you don't really like the thing, though, do you? It's not your... Uh, no, not really. Don't really like the thing. You prefer the, they, the, uh, the prequel, don't the, you? The, uh, yes, the CGI-heavy one. What? Are you talking about The Thing? Yeah. They, they, they decided to give it the uh, exact same title because it was, I don't know, less confusing. I, I hope more I horror films don't do that. No. No. I hope it doesn't become a trend. Yeah, definitely not. But you never know. You never know. But yeah, I, I fucking love Keith David. Like, whenever he pops up in, like, anything, I'm like, yes, it's Keith fucking David. He's just great in everything. Yeah, he's just got... Um, he's one of those people you could, like, listen to him read the phone book. Just got one of those yeah. voices. 
It's and like, will you read me a bedtime you. story, Keith? <laughs> yeah. No, I won't. Not <laughs> yeah. today. Can you imagine? I'd be like, this is the greatest story that's <laughs> I've ever lived. been told. <laughs> they live and so do I. I think, oh, I think I'd probably prefer like Keith David over someone like Morgan Freeman or something. Like He just sounds cooler. Yeah. Which is yeah. saying something because Morgan Freeman sounds badass. So um, the end of the day, the construction guy kind of makes a comment to Roddy Piper and he's like, you know, you can't fucking sleep here. You know, you have, you have to go away. Like, you know, you, you can't do it. Keith David spots this and he basically offers to show him to the homeless center. And Roddy, Roddy just, just like, kind of like blanks him, doesn't he? Yeah, he just like looks at him. Like, I was like, this is a bit rude. And then immediately like, follows him. Yeah. And then, so he like, he follows Why him, not like, just be like, fucking... oh yeah, mate, that'd be great. Cheers. Yeah. But he, he gets up and he, and he follows him like fucking Michael Myers. And then Keith David's obviously, you know, realizes he's there and he kind of stops like, you know, sighs. And he's like, you know, I don't like anybody following me if I don't know why. Which is a strange rule because, like, does it matter what the reason is then? Do you just need to know why they're following you? Or do you mean, I don't like people following me unless I know why? <laughs> yeah. Does it, like, does the reason not matter? Is that, well, I was going to follow you to a dark alley and rape and murder you. Is that, okay, well, as long as I know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Is, is that what he means? Because like, that's a strange rule, Keith David. But surely he, like, Frank already knows why he's following him. You've just said, I know a place you can stay, but like, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know he's been incredibly rude and blanked you, but you'd think he would click. Okay, he's following me to the fucking camp. Yeah, but um, Roddy Piper just snaps back straight away. He's like, "Well, I don't join up with someone when I don't know where they're going." It's like you two must be so hard to get along with. Yeah, like you're very confusing. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just very too masculine. Muscular, yeah, masculine, bad, no, stubborn just, men. It's just funny to poke fun at it because it's yeah, so ludicrous, yeah. you know. Like it's like I get it. It's it is. It's kind of like you know the the scene in the. Uh, I was going to say the Predator. Then don't say that. Um, the scene, the scene in Predator when you know Arnie shows at the beginning and him and that black guy like like grab hands. Yeah, and it's like a shot of their muscles, and you're like, oh, this is. This is banter, but there's like, just too much testosterone in this image. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. If I was in this room, like I'd curl up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't notice. Me. I've never it's... felt more like a beta male in my life. <laughs> I'm fucking beta, like Zeta. Like, go, let's go right down, shall we? Is, is it Zeta? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's where I'd be like, just, just, just don't like. And you know, like in uh, the, the the Always Sunny episode where he's like. Are you pissing on me? And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, full eye contact." And he just dot and puts his head down. That's I would be like, I would be that, but I would be pissing myself while putting my head down. <laughs> and it's funny because like I'm Arnie's supposed to be like the nicest guy in the world, but I, if I was in that room, then I'd be like, "Nope, no, I can't. I don't think I'm allowed to be in here." <laughs> you you could be the nicest guy in the world, but when your arms are that big, I'm still going to be yeah, very like, afraid to be near you. I'm, I'm quite worried. Like, like what if you had an arm spasm or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like kill me. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, no, no. <laughs> that was both the best and worst Arnie impression I've ever heard. Yeah, it sounded a bit like Arnie Chewbacca. <laughs> and there you go. That would. Uh, that's that's. See, if everyone in that room in, the, in Predator was a Wookie, I'd feel better for some reason. I don't know why. 
because surely they're worse off for you know they rip people's yeah, arms like, out of their sockets. They're like seven foot tall. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know incredibly aggressive when they get angry. And but I, I'd rather be in a room with those Wookies than than all those big burly men. Like I'm a little bit worried here. This is too real for me. I could pretend that the Wookies. This is still sci-fi, you know. Yeah, but it's happening. No, but it's still sci-fi. I'm all right with this. They look like teddy bears. So Keith David just like you know kind of smirks at him, takes the you know the banner, and they they kind of walk off together. So they're obviously you know BFFs now. And then you know they go to the homeless shelter, and uh, Frank shows Roddy. I don't. I can't call him Nada. I'm just gonna call. He's him Roddy. he's Roddy Piper. Yeah, like I can't call him Nada. Just, I did the weird. same thing when I did uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown on on the Creepy Crap right. podcast with uh, Daniel. I just was like, he's Roddy Piper. I couldn't yeah. tell you what his character's name is in that film. Yeah. It's like to be fair, even when he popped up in um, Always Sunny, I was still like, to it's, Roddy Piper, yeah. like it's Roddy Piper. Like, and every time I see him, it's it's sometimes the maniac, but it's very much Roddy Piper. Maniac loves you. Yeah, you're my boys, my boys. Yeah, he shows Roddy around and he introduces him to this uh, this guy Gilbert, who becomes quite important. And Gilbert's basically like, you know, fixing him. He's like, you know, you you look like you could uh, help us out. Have you got your own tools and stuff? So you know, obviously trying to get him integrated into the uh, community already. It seems like a very you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours sort of community. Like everybody's yeah. welcome, but everybody needs to bring something to the table. But Frank and uh, Roddy Piper, they go and they go and get food, and him and Keith kind of have like a little bonding moment over the over their food. I think they talk about Keith doesn't Keith says he's got a wife and kids, yeah. And um, I think is he trying to make money to go back to them or something? I would assume so because it doesn't seem like he I'm... wants to be away from his kids. No, because he's like, I've got a wife and kids. Fucking hate them. That's why I'm in this shithole. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. live here in a camp than with my wife and children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, he, I think he was in the steelworks as well. Yeah, maybe not the same steelworks, but he was in some sort of steelworks because I'm, I'm sure he says he got laid off as well because he says um, he has he says a quote where he's like the golden rule: he who has the gold makes the rule. Makes the rule. Yeah. All this yeah. talk of fucking steelworks, clothing, it's very close to home. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is how yeah, our it's... town fell apart. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Roddy Piper kind of says, you know, like, this is what I'm saying about Roddy Piper, you know. He kind of just turns around and says, like, oh, you ought to have a little bit more patience in life. He's just always got that, like, happy-go-lucky kind yeah, of... Yeah, like, don't worry, be happy. Happens. Like, even hey, when sarah, he's, like, Yeah, you know, like, even in the scenes where he's high as fuck on the sunglasses, you know, and he's going mental and, like, murdering people, like, you still kind of, like, I could hang about with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like even when he was doing stuff like this, as as long as I'm not participating, I think it would be all right. But yeah. But Keith David makes this. You know, he, he kind of snaps back at him, and he's like, you know, well, I'm all out of patience because Keith David it seems very like defeated in this film. Yeah. He doesn't really yeah. want to believe anything. He just wants to yeah. get on with what he's well, doing. He's always he going on about you know, like I don't bother you, you don't bother me, you know, I don't want anything to do with whatever, you know, I just want to do what i do and then put my head down yeah. and go home yeah but yeah so he's, he's he obviously says that and and roddy piper says this thing where he says i believe in america which is very funny on the rewatch do you know what i mean because it's like there's the, i think there's a line at the end of the film where the character says there's no countries anymore yeah you know, it's all kind yeah. of it's all kind of just like a facade 
and then you know you, you on the rewatch he's like i believe in america it's like, oh poor Robbie. <laughs> And he's yeah, you shouldn't. Put these, yeah, he's, he's going to have to put these these poor sunglasses on and ruin his 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 view. But so we get a a very um action heroy kind of uh, little scene where Roddy Piper plays the harmonica at night. I, I, I liked it. It's still it's quite um lovable. You don't get films like this anymore. Do you know what I mean? No, they've no. All, they've all got to kind of be like you know action films like nowadays that you know they're all. They've, they've kind of got to be very gritty and grim and kind of realistic. Somebody has to die every five seconds. Yeah, and it's like, you know, these kind of films where it's like, you know, he's kind of just, it's a little bit cheesy, but it's comfortable. It's, it's, it's a good cheese. Yeah, it's like, it's the best cheese. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, you, you, you watch it and you're like, it's a, a f- you know, even though the things that are going on in this film, it's still a fun film. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, this film this could have made... been much more serious. Yeah, but like it would be today. Like yeah. if this was remade today, they would go the the completely serious route. Whereas, if you if you're listening, film... Hollywood, don't remake They Live. No, please don't. Please don't remake They Live. Just leave it alone. Maybe they'll uh, do a sequel, right? Where uh, an unknown character <laughs> comes in and kills. Yeah. Roddy Piper, and then the film follows them as he as oh, this go character comes down Frank. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they can yeah, call it they live, laugh, love. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but anybody who listening knows what we're on about knows what we're on about. Oh dear. So yeah, so Roddy Piper plays Harmonica, and um, there's these, there's these, there's a couple of bums, and that they're sitting around watching TV. And have they got like a generator or something? They must have. Because like it's just like how are you fucking got a TV out here? Unless it's like, like the, somehow yeah. siphoning off power from the church or something. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but anyway, like we're, we're, I'm looking way too much into this. You see, the TV kind of changes, and it's like it's you know like it's kind of been cut into, um, like the the signals kind of changed. Yeah. And there's this like Wilford Brimley looking motherfucker <laughs> on the. Uh, I've got diabetes. It annoys me because, like, even though this guy's great, like, uh, it annoys me because it. I'd be like, how much better would this have been if that was Wilford Brimley? Yeah, yeah. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. I'm telling you, I got diabetes. All the bums are sitting around, like, well, I, I get what you're saying, mate, but where did the where did the diabetes thing came from? Like, that's not really got anything to do with our way of life. I'm dying from diabetes. Um, but the <laughs> I really they, need they, to buy a Mars bar, but I can't because I don't want to conform. <laughs> Makes his own Mars bar out of natural ingredients. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Wilford, has, has this got any sugar in it? Well, no, it's well, it's natural. It's not going to do anything. You're going to die. I think. <laughs> oh no! Um, but yeah, so it, it seems like this guy, this guy's kind of spouting, um, you know, like kind of it, it seems like you know, kind of propaganda kind of stuff, where he's like, you know, they're 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 keeping you asleep. And you know they they control you know everything, and that he's from a movement that's discovered the signals that they put out, which does get explained later on. But he says that um, human rights are essentially non-existent anymore, and their intention is to uh, they they want to annihilate consciousness, which is pretty fucking scary when you actually think about it. You know, like you know you can you know you can have a monster in your film all you want, but that's like that the idea of that is pretty fucking worrying like and especially considering like in this film they're doing it with capitalism you know like you know like merchandise and stuff like that yeah and it's obviously like 
I buy a lot of collector's editions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just makes you think, like, what if this this is a film? What if this is... You know, all yeah, true. like, like, this was a message and none of us got it. <laughs> and John Carpenter's just thinking, like, why won't no one listen to me? They're all aliens. <laughs> Do you know what? It would make sense more with, you know, like Trump and stuff like that. I'd be like, oh, he's an alien. Right. No, I can get behind this. I get this. This <laughs> No is, man could this be is, that orange. Yeah, this is. <laughs> This is a lot more easier to digest, to be honest, if I'm completely honest. It's funny because doesn't Roddy Piper like make a comment about like like what we've just said like later on? Because he takes off his sunglasses and he's like, oh, it it makes sense that it was something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like got, that, yeah. <laughs> like, I get it, actually. <laughs> they are all aliens. You know, if, it's going to be funny if anyone that's listening believes like the reptilian uh, conspiracy. Yeah, lots of people sh- shouting at shouting at the uh whatever they're listening to this on like yeah they are all aliens they are <laughs> so yeah we see the, the the preachers standing next to the fucking tv and he's like miming the words that are coming out of the tv did you notice this what did that he's like he stands he's just across from the tv right and obviously the, the guy the hacker guy is speaking out the tv but the preacher guy is miming whatever he's saying like as he's saying it so as if, like, he knows what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah, he's got it all off by heart. Yeah, or unless he's a fucking wizard. Maybe he's a wizard. Can you imagine that? He's not, it turns out there's a wizard and they live. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would make sense why all these fucking classes work, I guess. They're yeah. just like, yeah, it's fucking magic. The uh, preacher's, preacher's a wizard. Yeah, to beat all Does the aliens Does that not go against end. his religion? <laughs> yeah, but... Kind of, but we'll let him off of this. He's saving the world. Like uh, at the end of the film, to beat the aliens, he just does like a you know you shall not pass move on the on the fucking space. Maybe Ronto, maybe this is why he's blind. He had to like sell his sight for magic powers. But the uh, it's funny because the the guy the guy's obviously on you know spout on the television, and there's this one homeless guy, and he he does like he is actually a character. He comes fairly important at the end, and he just turns around. And if you've played Duke Nukem before, this is where they got the line from, yeah. and. Uh, he basically just turns around and like blow it out your ass, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, this guy's great as well because he just completely sells them out uh, eventually." Roddy, Roddy Piper, he still he sees um, Gilbert come out, and he basically like goes up to the preacher, and he's obviously I think that, that you know I think he runs out because the preacher's miming the words, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing, you maniac? Like someone's gonna see that." He runs out, like drags him back into the. Uh, to the church and Roddy Piper gets all curious because he like fo- he kind of like follows them around, doesn't he? Like yeah. through throughout the film. Uh, but they go inside of this church and you know he kind of like kind of forgets about it, I guess. He in the morning though he goes up to Gilbert and he he asks about him. You know he he says like you know why we why we in the church and he's like oh you know we were just uh, you know doing a, a little late session and he's like what four o'clock in the morning. And he's like yeah well people are are up at all hours. And it's like. Are they what preaching? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, actually, that makes that makes a bit of sense. To be fair, but Gilbert kind of like just shoes him off it. He kind of basically says, "No, no, it's just it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a church. Move along." So there's another scene where the guy hacks into the TV again, and he's basically, you know, he's he's saying that we're being born for slavery, and uh, the signal must be shut off at the source, which is exactly what they have to do at the uh, the end of the film. And there's there's um, some kid and his dad and they're complaining about having a headache 
Yeah. Do you think that's something guess... to do with this, like, when this, like, hacker comes through? Is it, like, temporarily blocking the signal that's being transmitted? And it's, yes, I think like, that... it's making people sick because they're so used to this signal being on constantly. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. I think they're just, like, when that, that comes on, I think they're coming down from... Yeah you know, being on the signal. But Gilbert, he runs off to the church again, and Roddy Piper, you know, spots him. So uh, he follows him. And he goes into this room, and he, f- he finds, like, this room, like, full of boxes. And there's, like, test tubes and stuff, that, and, and uh, lenses for sunglasses, like, sitting on the table. Like, as if someone's been, like, experimenting on, on them or something. Yeah. And uh, on the wall as well, there's a thing, there's someone spray-painted, they live, we sleep, which is obviously, I guess, their little, the resistance's little motto. Yeah, like their uh, their slogan. And he really likes because in the church he can hear them. He can hear them preaching because he's in the, he's in like a back room. But he finds that there's like a recorder that's playing, just preaching. Yeah, it's just so like obviously uh, it's... just church singing, isn't it? Obviously, to make it just yeah. seem like it's a normal church. Yeah, and um, I think he looks through. There's, there's like a little hole in the the wall or something because he looks through it and he can see um, Gilbert and he's talking to the guy that's hacking into the tv wilford brimley light i just i just about... great that how there's uh, like a diet version of someone who has diabetes <laughs> yeah yeah this is the one that got away with it he didn't get diabetes but they're, they're talking about how dropping in on the signal isn't working anymore because they keep basically shutting it off as soon as it comes in and then i'm assuming it draws like massive attention roddy piper finds this like hidden compartment which he like falls in i think he falls over knocks into it and the preacher like appears out of fucking nowhere yeah and he's like he's like let me touch your face let me touch your hands and you're like what well, are you all right like i don't know are you gonna molest me i don't know if this is a this is all kosher to be honest <laughs> are you gonna molest me because i'm into it <laughs> yeah but he basically says something some fucking crazy shit like uh the world like, has blinded me yeah he says something like it's the revolution take a look yeah and uh the world has blinded me but the lord has let me see and you're like you're fucking mental wouldn't you so um, if you lose the religious aspect more people might believe you but Roddy piper like runs away like anybody else would and uh the preacher like shouts at him kind of like you'll be back you'll be back and it's like fucking won't mate the helicopter appears again at this point that's just the second time, I guess. But the the blow out your ass guy, he's talking about um, like there's there's escalating violence and like sickness and uh, going on like around the world, which is that's what makes me think about the first scene, you know, with the job center. Yeah, like I'm guessing it seems like there's stuff breaking down already um, at this point because I'm assuming they've been du- they've been controlling this for a while. I'd imagine it's at least decades. Yeah. But you can see Gilbert, he comes out and he's got sunglasses on and he's looking up at the copter, um, obviously trying to work out, you know, if they're fucking aliens or not, I guess. And but the, uh, the blowout you ask guy, he makes a comment where he's like, this happens at the end of every um, decade or century. He's like, people are afraid to face the future. He's like, so yeah. now people kick off a bit. And it's like, that happened when the millennium came around, didn't it? Like a lot of people went mental, didn't they? So yeah. It was like yeah. the end of the fucking yeah. world. What was that called? The Millennium Bug. Oh, uh, was it? Was yeah. What was the fucking computer one? The one yeah, that was that was, was the Millennium Bug. Oh, was it that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they thought they thought like computers wouldn't be able to register that it was the year two thousand and everything would stop working and the world would fall apart. Jesus fucking. I, mean, I don't know why they thought that, but 
Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't think these computers can count past 1,999. Uh, 1, really? Yeah, I don't think I programmed them that way. These incredibly you, powerful you, computers. Yeah, we're going to die. Whoa, 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 no, calm down a minute. No, I think we can sort it out. It's a computer. No, we're going to die. It's the apocalypse. Yeah, I, I think sort that's it out. what it was like. Fucking Bill Gates is sitting there like, guys, chill out. You, you know um, things are fine if Bill Gates, of all people, is telling you to chill out. So next you can see Gilbert. Um, he's bringing out uh, Keith David and fucking Roddy Piper are watching Gilbert bringing out like all these boxes. And I think they're piling them into, you know, like cars and stuff. Like, I think obviously preparing to get the fuck out of there. I'm yeah. assuming the, the helicopters freak them out. And uh, Keith David fucking says to Roddy Piper, he's like, you know, just leave it like that. I think Roddy Piper's like looking at it, like longingly. He's like, I've got to find out what this is about. And Keith David's just like, just leave it alone. Don't do anything. Just, uh, just keep your head down. Just leave it alone. We're all good. And he, he says that he's he's walking the white line and that Roddy Piper should too. And Roddy Piper turns around and goes... The white line is the uh, in the middle of the road. It's the worst place to drive. And then Keith David just storms off. As he does. Like, well, 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 fine then. Well, do what you want. <laughs> I'm not friends with you anymore. So Roddy Piper stakes out the fucking church at night. He's like proper staring at it with helicopters. Uh, with helicopters. Binoculars, with, yeah. Uh, binoculars, yeah. And then suddenly the, the helicopters uh, appear out of nowhere. And it's obviously like some sort of fucking raid that's happening because all the church people like run out and get into cars and, you know, like drive off. And Gilbert, the preacher and the hacker, they like run off, but they don't get into a car. They just kind of like run off. I think all the cars have left them. Something I do want to point out, though, because this was the first time I watched the film in 4K and oh my God, did it look good. Did it. Like when they were like throwing the flares and shit, I was like, oh my god, this <laughs> looks really? incredible. <laughs> I'll have to get a 4K player. Yeah, but like loads of fucking like coppers arrive. Like loads of them. An like, unnecessary right? amount. Yeah. The the normal amount that usually show up, I suppose. I think um, this is more I think there's more coppers in this scene than there are in our entire country at the minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, like, show up in, like, riot gear, and they've got riot vans and fucking... They come in with a fucking bulldozer um, and start, like... They start just, like, destroying like the, the homeless shelter. Yeah. Roddy Piper shouts at fucking Keith David, but he just, like, legs it. He just, like, looks at him, legs it. He's like, no, I'm still not friends with you. And then... Roddy Piper, you know, like stuff, you know, he runs off. He he runs around the corner and he sees that the uh, the hacker and the preacher they've been cornered like by these coppers and they just fucking beat them. Like they're just Shit. like the, the preacher guy's giving it like he gives it a fucking well. like, great. Yeah, it's know, like, like an old blind his, man. He's not going down around. lightly. No, like I'm sure he like hits a few. I mean, he doesn't do yeah. too much damage, but I mean, he's he fucking like whacks them. And then they like beat, you can hear him like they're beating him. And he's just like, Jesus, Jesus. And you're like, I don't know. If he put more of your... a fight than that guy in fucking Wreck 2 that just blew his brains out when he's supposed to be a trained SWAT guard. <laughs> yeah, that has. So you're being shown up by a blind old man. Yeah, with a cane. He didn't have a gun. He'd probably taken them all out if he had a gun, like without, you know, with no eyes. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Fire enough shots, Roddy, I'm Roddy... sure I'll hit someone. <laughs> Roddy Piper, he finds this guy, like, cowering in the corner. So he, like, drags him up and, and takes him away, which is obviously your first, you know, kind of nod that Roddy Piper's a good guy. 
because he does genuinely like try and help a lot of people in this film, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a lovable hero. But they go and they hide in this fucking house, and there's this, uh, there's this like guy sitting down, like smoking a big joint. And he's like, "Oh, welcome to the party, man." And you're like, "Do you know what's going on out there?" Like, I know you're smoking a joint, but I mean, I think you should be a little bit more worried, to be honest. Like, there's about the closest thing you have to a home is being bulldozed. Yeah, and he's just like, that's oh, all cool, it's all cool. So, yeah, the, the next morning, Roddy Piper's kind of like walking through the aftermath. And I thought a really cool thing was that uh, there was a fashion ad playing on the TV, kind of like, you know, and, and it seemed like kind of like a way to add insult to injury. Like they've destroyed your home and then it's like, we're going to show it to you like right in your face that, you know, yeah. the ads are still going, not yeah, everything, you know, yeah. consu- consumerism and everything's still going. Yeah, I think that's just like pushing the message of the film, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you've got these people who've got everything and then you, on the other side, you've just got these people who have literally nothing. Yeah. So he, he heads into the church and it's been fucking ransacked, but he goes into the uh, secret compartment from before. And he grabs this, you know, grabs this box. So he goes down, he goes, goes into the city, he goes down an alleyway and um, opens the box. And he's just shocked because it's just like a box full of fucking sunglasses. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? He's even like digging through it, like trying to see if, you know, like it's, something's hidden at the bottom, like a like an old pack of cereal. Remember, remember when you used to get prizes in cereal? You don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Not allowed now. The annoying thing is that I still buy cereal and I, I wouldn't mind that. They they as got a, rid of it because they're not like you're not supposed to entice kids into buying like an unhealthy cereal. Oh for fuck's sake! Like in some countries, you're not even allowed like mascots anymore. So really? like you, yeah, like Tony the Tiger is banned in some countries. Oh, this is silly. Yeah. Like, come on. It's a fucking cartoon, mate. Jesus but what, Christ. Like, why can't it just be up to the parent? But like, no, you're not yeah, getting that. Like... You're getting cornflakes. You need to yeah, learn exactly. that life is miserable. Yeah. I mean, the fucking chicken on the corn... Is there still chicken on the cornflakes box? But he's crap looking. He's just <laughs> like a... He, look, he looks like a... He looks like... like it sums a, up cornflakes fucking... perfectly. Yeah, he looks like a, you know what you'd find? He looks, he's like the cave painting version of a cereal box. That's what he is. Like if you, if you, if someone drew a, a chicken on a cave, that's what you'd think it would probably, maybe better. But you know, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get like fucking Tony the Tiger. Can you imagine if you went into a cave from like, that's been sealed for ages and then you just see Tony the Tiger like carved on the wall. It's like fucking hell. We need to get rid of that. Can't have that. A bit... <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Oh, but yeah, but he's, for some reason he stashes the box in a trash can though, because he's like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll sell these later or something. Yeah, well, I don't get it. I mean, it would make sense if he knew what they did already, but it's yeah. like he's stashing them. Like, I might need. Yeah, exactly. Later, yeah. it's a terrible but, place um, to hide something. I know, because it's like, how do you know when it's going to get emptied? Which is exactly what happens, but I mean, yeah. he's 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 even lucky that he coincidentally gets there just as just it's being time, emptied. Yeah. But, that could have been emptied like yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, at that point. But he goes out onto the street and he puts on the sunglasses. And he's basically he's looking at the floor, puts sunglasses on, and his vision goes black and white. So he's kind of like, you know, like, what the fuck? What is this? Takes the sunglasses off, you know, he's kind of like, all right. Puts them back on and he looks at this like billboard and it says obey. Yep. And then he takes the sunglasses off and it's like a just a generic advert, yeah. Yeah, for, I don't know. 
appraisal or something. I don't know what the fuck. But he looks at there's there's one where it's like this woman that's in a bikini like lying on a beach and it's like come down to the beach or something. And the sign for that one is marry and reproduce, which is just like it's so weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's so weird. It's genuinely a scary idea. That's what I mean. Like it's this is a fun fucking movie, but if you actually like think about it, you're like this is actually a bit terrifying. Yeah, the, the, the movie's it's... fun, but the message isn't. Yeah, like it's message is very Carpenter. serious. Yeah, like he seems to do this, like you know, like with uh, Escape from New York, like you know, that's like a fun action film. But yeah, then when you really look into it, you're like, oh my god, if that happened, that's horrifying to think. You know, like yeah, that yeah. would happen. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, so he he starts seeing all these, you know, these fucking signs that say, you know, no independent thought, consume, watch TV, buy, all this basically stuff. You know, like to keep consumerism going, keep everyone asleep, keep everyone buying things, keep everyone marrying, having kids, doing the exact thing that everybody should do you know, pushed into them. So he sees like this fucking newsstand and he goes to it and he's, he's reading this magazine and like, obviously when he takes the sunglasses, if it's, it's a normal magazine, but he reads it and it's like one of these signs like on every page. It's just like obey and, and you know, like buy and all this shit. And then this guy comes up, this like rich looking guy and fucking Roddy Piper just like looks up and this guy is like, he, he just looks like a skinless alien or something. I don't know how to yeah. describe it. They're yeah, cool looking. They're, 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 but yeah, they're really, really fucking cool. Yeah. But they do look fucked up. He sees like um, some money in, in his hand as well. And when he puts the sunglasses Yeah, I think on, this is like the fucking creepy. worst one. Yeah. It, the money just says, quiet. this is your God. Like fucking like, hell. Yeah, you know, you watch it. And every time I go to myself, like, yeah, a little bit. Oh dear. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's really Yeah, yeah, you get what they're it. trying to say. Like it does literally dictate your entire life. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, of it's... course you can break away from it, but, I mean, it's going to be very difficult. Very hard, yeah. It's... Yeah. He also sees there's this uh, fucking traffic light, and it's got, like, a little, like, mini satellite dish on the top of it. Yeah, and, and it just keeps basically... saying sleep. You know, sleep, sleep. And you're like, that is horrifying. <laughs> I don't want this. And then he uh, he also sees this uh, this fucking... I mean, it's it's not, like, a huge gripe. But how would wearing glasses make you hear things differently? Yeah. Seeing, no, you could I, I almost believe. They do, they explain it as like the sunglasses mess up with the signal like in itself. So yeah, maybe right. that's yeah. why. Yeah. I maybe it's just because yeah. like, you know, there's audio that would have, would be there that they've put the signal over. And, you know, because you're literally blocking out the signal. Do you know what I mean? But he, he also sees this fucking bitch alien and she's got like these two women like That's the best description. Fucking bitch, alien. Well, she's like she's like a typical, you know, like high class fucking woman. That's obviously she's went out shopping and she's got these two poor women with her who look yeah. like they've been lobotomized. Yeah. And she's just like she's telling them about her day, but you know, it's where that you know that kind of rich fucking stuck up person where they're not talking to you, they're talking at you. At you, yeah. And they're right. like got to listen, but really they're just thinking like I don't give. Flying fuck. You yeah. think you've got problems. Yeah. It's like working in retail. Yeah, yeah. You just like I don't Oh my that yeah, mean. that's what um you know the, you know all like the fucking like compost and shit that we have outside. Yeah. You know how we yeah. sell like fertilizer for like allotments and growing vegetables and shit. Yeah. This fucking taxi driver came up to me and because it's got pictures of tomatoes on it, it's was like the the tomatoes in this to eat. I'm like 
no, mate. It's just fertilizer. <laughs> it's just like so, so, no, so no, no tomatoes in in packet. And it's just like it's one of those occasions where it's like, how do yeah. I explain this to you without making you sound like a fucking idiot? Like, no, there's no tomatoes. Why would there be tomatoes in there? The funniest thing is, is like your impression of him made him sound like a caveman. So it actually sounded like it made sense to me, mate. Oh, if he was a caveman and he'd literally... (laughs) Exactly. You were just like, you uh, a tomato in packet? (laughs) No tomato in packet. No eat? I'm like, is he a caveman? Yeah. Oh, no, I get it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was... that's. I can't believe someone would think there's tomatoes in a. I know, right? Pack of fucking. Well, there's a picture of a tomato on it. It must. It's false advertising. <laughs> I know, but it's like that's what you can fucking grow, you cunt. Oh, it just that's what you want to turn around and say to them, though, mate. Yeah, but you, you just can't. want to say like, I know, and it's like, oh god, I could, I could, I could hit you. I want to see him like point out other things. Like he picks up a can of monster. The real monster inside can. You come out, eat me. <laughs> like, no, no, it's it's just a, it's just an energy drink, mate. So so no just... no, mon- no monster in can. Red Bull, mate, Red Bull in can. No, <laughs> no. Maybe maybe he's the guy that they had to uh, put on the back of Red Bull. Like it doesn't actually give you wings. Yeah. Because he was like, me me have wings. Me have wings. I fly. I go on roof of building. Fly. <laughs> Do you know? Imagine if he picks up like you know like a a. a a cardboard box um, of like you know packets of instant coffee that have got like an actual boiling coffee picture on the front. He's like, is hot inside? Is hot inside packet? It's like, no. Like, surely that would be horrific value as well because you're supposed to be getting like seven packets, and you think there's one hot coffee inside a cardboard box. That's what again. Like, how many tomatoes did he think would be in this one bucket? <laughs> Like, you just feel it. Even if you think, I'm not, <laughs> would there be, t- you'd feel it like, no, that that's not tomatoes, is it? Oh, uh, you know what oh. you should have said? Like, yeah, there is. And he's like, how many? You'll sit, have seven? Have eight? Have six? <laughs> Fills no, his fucking a- taxi up with them. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's only half of one Why in would there. you need that many tomatoes <laughs> anyway? They don't stay that fresh for that long. <laughs> Oh my god! This up doubt on that fucking... this guy listens to our podcast. Maybe to he, he stocks up on uh, on compost instead of fucking actual tomatoes because he's like better value. We get better value. I get more tomatoes in here for one packet. <laughs> Goes home. There's no fucking tomato. No tomato. <laughs> Doesn't realize until after he started eating it. There's not tomato. There's fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about retail, Roddy Piper now enters a little supermarket. Oh, this is one of and, the best uh, scenes in the whole film. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, you know, he goes around and he sees and there's fucking like aliens everywhere. And there's, you know, signs on like every, every packet of food, you know, in there. It's just like, eat me. It's like fucking Alice in Wonderland nightmare or something, you know, when they've got the biscuits that say, eat me, yeah, drink yeah. me. It's just like, it's, it's like that. But so this, this is when he says, because he, he sees like on the TV, there's some sort of like, I don't know who he is, but he, he seems like some sort of person of power, I guess. Yeah. He's doing like a talk and he's an alien. So you're like, oh, fuck. So the higher ups are the aliens. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. you, you kind of like, I mean, if you, if you haven't seen it before, that's when Roddy Piper says, oh, it figures it'd be something like this. And uh, this little fucking alien old woman she she comes past she bumps into him 
And she kind of turns around, you know, like expecting him to uh, expecting him to apologize. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, you know, your head looks like it fell on the cheese dip in 1957. And she's just like, what? Like, who? What the fuck have you, what have you said to me? And this, there's this other, this other woman behind him. And he kind of like looks back at her and he's like, you, you're okay. But you. This one, real, real fucking, fucking ugly. <laughs> and he comes a formaldehyde face. That's the best delivery of a line yeah, I think I have ever gold. seen. He is the most perfect delivery ever. He's yeah. literally like, take the sunglasses off, put them back on, formaldehyde face. And you're like, oh my God, this is the best insult of all time. I think yeah. mostly because he... Roddy Piper, like, he's not like a great actor. No, but he does but he's what great he does. What amazing, he does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like he's what what he does is fucking like in everything he is because he's like this in the in the in Always Sunny as well. Like he's this kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Kind of does his own. You know, it's it's never really like acting parts. It's kind of like he does his thing. I think that's I think, the same think, with like most wrestlers turned actors. Well, I was gonna say because obviously I, I I was listening to the episode you know that you did with daniel uh, on the creepy crap podcast and you were mentioning like can you imagine if you know health comes to frogtown was today and, yeah you, know, you asked the rock to be in it yeah and he's like no i'm not doing that like uh i think i'll i'll do the scorpion king but i'm not going to do that i think like i that's kind of like you're right though do you know what i mean like it, you wouldn't see like even though he does what he does like you don't really get people doing what he did anymore you know like fun loving heroes like I suppose you could say it for, for The Rock a yeah. bit, but he hasn't got the same charisma as like Roddy Piper's got. Do you know what I mean? It, it feels like kind of more packaged with The Rock, whereas Roddy Piper like feels comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Like it's, yeah. it sounds silly, but like it just doesn't, they don't feel, action movies don't feel like the, the same, you know, like as, as they do then. No, definitely not. No. Sci-fi horror action, you know, whatever you want to call it. But so the shopkeeper basically comes up and he says he'll call the fucking, you know, he'll call the cops. And he's like, <laughs> Roddy Parker's like, cops, you need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. I'm like, God, you don't stop doing it. It's funny because he's he's obviously high on the sunglasses at this point. But the alien, the alien woman, she starts talking to her into her watch. I think this is like one of the creepiest moments of the film, isn't it? Yeah, because like all like, the yeah. aliens start doing it, don't they? And they're all like, yeah. we, we've got one that can see, and they're all like describing him. Like this bit's really eerie. It's great because then Roddy Piper does again like great delivery. He like turns around and he's like, I don't like this one bit. bit yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it's just like you're getting surrounded by aliens, and he's just like, well, this ain't too good. Yeah, it's not, it's not ideal. He sees uh, on the way out, where he sees like an alien checking himself in the in the reflection. And he's like, that's like pouring perfume on His lines are great. They're just I know. gold. They're nonsense, but it's hilarious. It's just like, like in fucking talking. Microwave Massacre. It's like every time he opens his mouth, he's just yeah. spewing gold. Exactly, yeah. But the cops arrive and uh, they confront him. And he's, he's kind of like, you know, did you, cut, did you cut yourself shaving this morning? And the, the fucking cop is like, you look, you know, you look as shitty as, to us as we do to you. And you're like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> like, um, I don't really like that. But Roddy Piper's just like impossible. I'm like, wee. <laughs> um, and then he just fucking knocks both cops out. Like he, yeah. he he like fucking drives his arm. I don't know. I don't know what you call that move. 
You know, you like run your arm into someone, they like flip over. Yeah, it's great. You know, like chokes. You know, it's like a choke slam, but he does it with you do it with your arm. I do know the name, and it's just it's. I can't think of it, but I've, I'd love that move. Um, but he does that to one cop, and he just knocks the other one the other one off, and then he grabs their gun and just like fucking like Wild West style, like blows them both away. Yeah, and it's, it's like proper like style, just just like we do. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes and takes the the shotgun from the uh, from the from the car. car. Yeah. So then, probably the most iconic famous, line, in yeah. Like, and this is like one of like the most famous lines in like action movie history. Another, you know, one that featured heavily in Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem. as well, yeah. and in IT so, Crowd, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I didn't ask him. I asked you. <laughs> so yeah, so Roddy Piper, he, he fucking strolls into this bank. And obviously everyone turns around because there's, there's this massive man with a shotgun standing there. And he just turns to everyone, looks at them square in the face like it's the most normal thing to say. And he's like, I come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm oh, all out of bubblegum. Bubble and it's just like, what are you talking about? Did you have any gum, Roddy? Did you? Yeah. At like, any point, it's... have you chewed bubblegum? Yeah. I mean, obviously you get it once you know he's high on the sunglasses but it's just like it's such a weird thing to say in it it's fucking awesome he's you know it's kind of like you know what the fu- uh, kurt russell's character from big trouble in little china you know like some of the stuff he comes out with and you're kind of like what are you on about but that's hilarious so he just he goes on a rampage now and just starts like shotgunning every alien Everything, he can see yeah and there's there's this alien he's like obviously like talking into his watch like describing him and Roddy Piper just like walks over and is like mama don't like, like tattletales and I was like oh my god this film is golden every time I hear that line I'm just like oh this is this is incredible like can you imagine seeing that in real life someone just walk around saying these things I know, like, right? I've lived but it, the alien uses like his watch to fucking teleport oh, out there or whatever yeah. so Roddy Piper legs it out and then this weird fucking drone comes up from it, which is kind of eerie now that we've got drones doing the exact thing that it was doing for him in this yep. film. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I guess probably they had them in the 80s, did they? Drones? I mean, not, not to the extent we have them now. I'm sure they No, not existed. us, but I mean, like, probably like... Yeah, I'm sure they know. were in the military and shit. So he shoots it down, and then he, he runs into this copper, and this, this copper's uh, a human. So he, like, basically just tells him to drop his weapons and fuck off. Yeah, yeah, he's, he never harms any of his fellow humans. No, which is, is a, a cool character trait because it comes back up later on as well. Yeah. Because he, he, he says something to a character who has tr- uh, become a traitor. He's like, you know, you did this to your own fucking kind. And uh, so he's, you know, he's, he's obviously got this moral sense of, you know, we stick together. Like, you don't fucking rat on your own so it's cool it's like you know little character traits that come out through the film yeah without being like yeah. shoved down your shoved down your face with the exposition so then we cut to there's a there's like a, a woman she's walking through an underground car park and um before she gets into a car she gets jumped by roddy piper and he's proper like you know get in the car like <laughs> fucking she, she she doesn't even shit herself either she's way calm I mean, it probably makes sense to all when you get more to the end as why exactly, she's so yeah. calm, yeah. But they head out and there's, you know, there's, they see there's loads of coppers like coming past and, you know, she basically says, you know, they're gone now. And uh, he tells her to take him to her place. And uh, they go they go in and there's, there's, these, there's this like weird scene. I don't think it comes back because nobody, the, the neighbours see her come in with 
Roddy Piper, and they kind of like make a point of showing you this. Yeah, yeah. You know, like do, the neighbors, yeah. And then I'm sure. I mean, I'm saying. I mean, maybe that's when the cops arrived that they maybe did grass on him. Because I can't remember if she has enough time to, or if we see her call the cops. So I don't think she does. So maybe that's why. Maybe they have grassed on her. Then that's why the coppers get there so fast as well. That makes sense because it's just weird to show you that scene and then not have. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, she goes in and she, she's basically playing it the best way possible. She's kind of like, "You're the boss. I'll do what you tell me to do. You know, whatever you say goes." And and he's kind of fucked at this point because he's taken off his sunglasses. Yeah, and he's he like on a comment, calm down, isn't? Yeah, he makes a comment, doesn't he? He's like, you know, the sunglasses are cool, but. The come down is terrible. So he tries to explain to her that, you know, stuff's fucked up. And obviously he sounds like a crazy person. So he tells her to put the sunglasses on, but she's basically just like, you know, if if I don't see anything, I'm still going to tell you. But I do see what you tell me to because I want to get out of this. So I'm not going to like piss you off. So they just, she just doesn't put them on. So like Roddy, Roddy Piper kind of like nods off. She goes to fucking move away and he's just like, don't fuck with me. Um, but she's like, I'm just grabbing a drink. She goes and gets a drink. And uh, Roddy Piper, I think, starts feeling bad because he tries to, like, apologize. You know, he's like, I'm sorry that I have to do this. It's, it's nothing to do with you. But she tells him, she, you know, her name's Holly Thompson and that she works for the TV station. Now, this comes up. This is very important later on, the TV yep. station. Yeah. So he, like, kind of, like, gets up to, I uh, assume, you know, to go over and, like, stand with her. And then she just fucking throws him out the window. Like, just throws him out the window. Just like smack, I think she smacks him over the head and then pushes him out the fucking window. Yep. He goes straight down. So he falls down this fucking, I don't know, like this hill, like for ages. I'm sh- I'm surprised he's not dead. Yeah, because the house um, is on like a big, massive fucking hilltop, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like the you know, kind of like up in the like Beverly Hills. Kind yeah, of even I think that is like part of the message. It's you know of like the higher up them looking down on you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I never thought of that. But the sunglasses have, he's, he's fucking left them at hers. Like he hasn't been able to grab them. So he has to like, you know, kind of, the, you know, he sees the coppers arrive. He has to kind of like, fuck, you know, get the fuck out of there. He's knackered at this point. Like he's done. And he gets to this alley and he just kind of like passes out. So the next morning he tries and he goes and tries to get um, Keith David on his side. But fucking, you know, Keith David being how he is, he's like, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, you know, you better not let anybody see you, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I won't grass on you, but I'm not fucking, I'm not going with you. Yeah. He's, he's just one of these people that he doesn't want to get, literally doesn't want to get involved in anything. Like he sees somebody that he thinks is murdering people and he's just like, I don't care. It's not my business. Just let me do my job. Exactly. Yeah. He's just trying to turn himself off. Like, I guess. Yeah, I, get, I think it's, again, it's, I think it's part of the message of the film. He's just the typical consumer worker. He's like, I just want to get on, do what I'm told, not worry about anything. Yeah, just beaten down. Yeah. Finished, like, doesn't really have much in life, yeah. Roddy Piper, he goes back to the alley to get some more fucking sunglasses, I guess. And what do you know? The bins have been emptied. Yeah. Um, but luckily, they've only just been emptied. So, coinkadink. So he like he fucking like jumps in the back of the compactor in the on the on the the bin lorry and goes and gets the fucking box of uh, sunglasses out. They like tip the back of the because obviously they think that the the back of it is closed. They tip him out of it and like all the fucking rubbish comes out. And it's like 
you're doing this for sunglasses. I'm guessing that is worth it because it's sunglasses that like you see the way well. Yeah, it's not it's not just regular fucking uh Yeah. I made it sound like a little bit understated there, didn't I? But then when he comes out, Keith David's there. And uh he basically, you know, he said he's followed him because he's like, Here, you know, I've got you one week's pay. This is, you know, the best I could do for you. And Rod- Roddy Piper, he's kind of like just like, right, listen, there's something going on. I'm telling you. Keith David's like, you're fucking mental, mate. And he's like, no, put these sunglasses on. You'll see what I mean. Fucking Keith David is like, I'm not putting these fucking sunglasses which I just don't get. Like, it's hell- this is probably my favorite fight scene in film history. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And it's over nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Keith David just won't put on some sunglasses. Like, you know, I think, it's just, I'll be like, I think it's just them going back to them just being incredibly stubborn, masculine men. It's just like, yeah, oh, it's it's great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's just hilarious how it's literally yeah. over nothing. Like, if that was, if you, if you were trying to get me to put on sunglasses, I was like, Richard, I don't fucking want to put the sunglasses on. You'd be like, yeah, but just put them on. I'd be like, I'm just gonna put them on. Yeah, just to get it over with. Like, like, all right, yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, fine, they're on. Oh, yeah, yeah everyone's but, a fucking alien. But no, luckily they don't. And then you know, the greatest fight scene ever just happens and yeah. they're fighting for a good six or seven minutes i checked oh what's the line it's saying like you either put on those glasses or you eat that trash can yeah so make a lot yeah. of those lines and it's funny because like roddy piper goes at keith david and keith david is like fucking tanking him at the beginning like keith david is like just as good as Roddy. it's it is such a fucking great fight it's shot really well it's not like over the top, you know, like nowadays, don't get me wrong. I love John Wick and stuff like that. But, you know, it seems like nowadays fight scenes have to be like really flashy and like yeah. really choreographed. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's like a th- real fight. Yeah, like this feels, it, it just feels so fun. Like it's like a proper brawl. And every time you that, think the fight's over, it just keeps Yeah, it going. stops. It stops and starts like three or four times. The fight goes on for six or seven minutes. And then, and they're both battered at the end of it. They do like wrestling moves on each other and everything. Like Keith David like lifts fucking Roddy Piper up into the air at one point and drops him back on the other side. It's fucking class. There's a there's a great bit as well in the middle of it where Keith David's like fighting and Roddy Piper's like, I don't want to fight you. Stop it. Stop it. And he's just like slapping his hands away. And it's like this is this is just great. But it ends with uh, Roddy Piper essentially forcing the glasses on keith david and you know obviously keith david's like oh my god you were you were right and he's like well yeah i've just had to batter you to do it like why yeah, would it be we would all bothered? be in much better shape if you just put the glasses on yeah we're too injured and, to um, fight the aliens now it's funny because roddy piper turns around and he's like you know keith david's obviously like what the fuck like what the fuck's going on and roddy piper just goes to him he's like brother life's a bitch and she's uh she's back in heat and you're like, that's a really good line. <laughs> that sounds badass. Like this is this is great. So they're both like walking around with these glasses on. It's hilarious because they they do look quite funny. Like they're both walking around with these giant sunglasses on. They they go to this uh, hotel and it's great because they've both got like you know like swollen mouths and they've got like cuts on them and their their faces are all smashed up. Keith David's got like a giant like where where Roddy Piper bashed his the back of his head into the ground he's got like a big fucking gash on the back of his head or something i'm like these guys are so badass they're not bothered about they're just like yep all the day's work this was over sunglasses 
what did you think of we fighting over something worth fighting over? I know, right? Yeah. So uh, they go into the hotel room, and Roddy Piper has to tell Keith David that he can't wear the glasses for too long because it starts like messing with you. And you know, Keith David's like, you know, who are they? Where are they from? You know, what what the fuck's going on here? Roddy Piper turns around, and he's like, well, they ain't from Cleveland, and you and and Keith David is just like, what the fuck are you talking? Stop being a fucking idiot. Do you know it's it's hilarious? It reminds me of the line. And how from, does um, he know they're not from uh, Cleveland? They yeah. very well could be. But it's it's it just reminds me of the line from you know where uh, uh, is it North by Northwest where he's like okay uh, yeah. yeah it's like, like oh this, you so and so he's like I can't and say like, it is because it ain't and it's like but just say no what I've been for a right fucking the... mare today just say no yeah don't waste my time thing, with your fucking nonsense from? sayings. Yeah. Well, they ain't from Cleveland. Like, I'm with Keith David in this one. Like, it is hilarious. But I'd be like, mate, could you just take it seriously for two seconds? I mean, I, I get your, your lovable, you know, camaraderie, but I, the world is literally controlled by aliens. Keith David basically says, though, you know, at the end of it, he's like, you know, we can't be the only ones that can fucking see. Like, somebody must have made these sunglasses, so let's go find them. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty on the nose, actually, mate, to be fair. See, this is what I'm saying. Let's leave the Cleveland jokes for a minute and listen to Keith David. Yeah, save well, the world, got... then we'll have a laugh. Yeah, he's got his head on. Let's follow after him, do you know what I mean? So Roddy Piper, like, we get this scene now, Roddy Piper tells, like, a little bit of backstory, where he tells a story about his dad, who used to beat him and, like, abuse him. Yeah, like, so it was, like, like, a pretty serious drop out of nowhere. Like, oh, oh okay. It's pretty then. well done as well. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't, yeah. it, I mean... It does. I wouldn't say it feels. It doesn't feel jarring, but it doesn't. No, feel no, definitely like... not. It just adds more to his character, I think. Yeah, but I think basically the point is that you know, he, you know, his dad beat him because it, I think it was something to do with the church. Like he wanted him to be a good boy. You know, as, as that whole story where it's like your dad's a devout Christian, but he batters you because you're not. And it's yeah. like, how is this? Is this not an oxymoron? Keith David makes a, a comment where he's like, you know, maybe they've always been with us. Like they've enjoyed us hating each other. And it's like, oh fucking hell! Like, how long have these people, have these aliens, like, been around? Do you know what I mean? It's like this is grim. Like, are you saying, like, you know, kind of, is he like implying that they've gave us stuff to hate each other? Do you know what I mean? You know, kind of in the sense of, you know, how some people view religion. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, I mean, some of it's bad, and then it's it's just again, it's one of the moments where the penny drops, and you're like, this is a really fun moment, but that is fucking terrifying. It's it's really good how he does it in this. In this film, he does it great all the time. Like you know, I mean, uh, John Carpenter, he does it great like all the time. But the way like the 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 serious moments and the creepy moments are like sprinkled through this film, and they kind of like like you said, they kind of come out of nowhere, and you're like, it's really well done. But um, Roddy Piper comes out with another badass fucking like reply back to Keith David, and he's like, I've got news for him, gonna be held to pay, cause I ain't daddy's little boy no more. And you're like. Oh my god! And now I'm hard again. This is this is great. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like with the moments, like it's so like it doesn't feel like you know in some recent films where you know something really serious happens and they play it off with a joke and it's like you've kind of undermined the moment there. It's kind of like it's just like badass when he says stuff like that and you're like it lightens the mood without taking away anything from the creepiness or like like the scene with his dad you know it doesn't take anything away from it so keith david he ends up getting spotted by gilbert who um he he 
comes over and he tells uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David about there's this meeting, this meeting that's going to be happening with the, re- you know, it's like the resistance or the revolution, whatever you want to call it. And he basically says, you know, the world needs a wake up call and we're going to phone it in. So they, they head to this building and I, I found it quite funny that there's a biker guard in the door. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, obviously bikers are notoriously known for, you know, being outlaws completely away from the law. Like they don't abide to the same rules. And I was like, ha, that's a funny joke. It's just kind of like quite a funny environmental kind of joke. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, well, yeah, he's never followed, never followed, um, you know, like the aliens or whatever because yeah. they've always been outside. But they go in, and there's basically a room, you know, full of people. These are all the people that, you know, can see. And this woman comes over to Roddy Barber, Keith Day, and she takes the glasses away, and she's like, oh, no, 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 we've got an update for you. Yeah, they've I mean, got like, uh, you... contact lenses now. Yeah. Um, she basically says that there's less interference with them, which is, again, obviously a signal thing. So Gilbert says to them that the human cops, they're telling people that these revol- you know the resistance are commies they're you know that's what, that's what they obviously they can't tell them what they really are and that you know p- people in the world they're turning over to the alien side because of you know money and power and rising up and having everything and he basically says something like we're a third world planet and it's like oh dear that's very that's very grim um, yeah i think yeah. Like, imagine aliens are thinking of you like that you know what i mean weird but they all get like they're all getting fucking um you know weaponed up they're all getting you know got, like yeah they have for... like they have like fucking military grade weapons here yeah so like, where are you getting of... these exactly there's like fucking and grenades also... and everything yeah They've got like a fucking arsenal. Like this, if this was a resistance, like I'd be like, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not saying we've got a chance, but I mean, I feel better. Like you've got, you've got a fucking anti-tank gun there, Vincent. Like, what's going on here? They also get given a teleport, one of them little teleporty watch things, to, you know, they, I think they say they don't really know how to use it yet, but yeah. they're figuring it out. So Gilbert starts making an announcement, you know, about, you know, he needs to, we, we need to keep this under wraps. I think he says something how there's not enough people here. There should yeah, be like they said there should be many. like twice as many of them. Yeah. So he's I don't like, know if that's know, meant we, that there used to be more and they've like lost a load of people after the raid or if it was well, a it case of like we're not recruiting enough as we should be. I think it's probably a bit of both because I mean, obviously, the comment just before this where they were saying like people are turning due to money and power and everything. So I assume they're probably losing members, like, and then not being able to recruit because they're yeah, they're probably like, losing more away. than they're gaining. Yeah, um, but he basically says they have to find the source of the signal, and this is where Holly Thompson reappears. Yeah, she kind of like shouts out and she says, you know, she basically comes in and she says. The signal's definitely not coming from the TV station. Yeah. So it must yeah. be coming from somewhere else. And like, maybe I missed something about them saying that they thought it came from the TV station. Maybe I did. It could be possible. But when I watched it and then I look, you know, look at my notes, I was like, it seems like she kind of like walks in and goes, uh, it definitely isn't this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, surely everyone would be like, well, why did you say that? Like, why, why did you say it was... One of, like, the only complaints I have about this film is, like, Holly's character in general. I don't really feel she was needed. Well, she's just to get the plot at the end going, really, isn't she? Yeah, but it's it's almost like it comes out of nowhere. Like, when she comes back to this meeting, I've almost, like, completely forgotten about her character. 
yeah like oh yeah that's the one that and and then like after this it just seems like roddy's whole agenda is like keeping her alive yeah i I don't know i think it might be just roddy's character and like he yeah yeah he's just the heroic type he just wants he's just one of those people that is like no man left behind type yeah, because I mean, it's like it's not as if he just like starts going out, you know, grabbing for her because he obviously he picks up that guy that was cowering earlier. He helps. Well, him yeah, out. that's the same guy that he borrowed the uh, binoculars from as well. Yeah, so like he's he's. I think he just like latches. I think at the end, it just seems like she's the one that's in danger. So that's what he's latching on to. Yeah, he's like you know, like you know, we need to do the mission, but also we can't leave her. Like we need to help her out. He'd probably be terrible at making hard decisions. Can you imagine Roddy Piper in like a zombie apocalypse? I mean, I know he's been in a, like a, an apocalypse kind of film, but I mean, in a zombie apocalypse, it's like we've got to leave somebody. Like, we're not leaving anybody. Like, we're all going to get eaten if you don't yeah. leave somebody, Roddy. And it's like, well, I'm not leaving her. It's like, will you stay then? Well, nah. <laughs> I don't you know, want to die. <laughs> you're not that nice, are you then, Roddy? So yeah, her and, like you said, her, her and Roddy Piper, they like kind of reconnect. And, you know, she apologizes to him. She's like, I'm sorry I threw you out a window. It's like, yeah, cheers. Cheers for that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, you know, some people say, like, you know, I'm sorry I spilt coffee on that DVD you, you, I lent you. Yeah, but I'm sorry I took me, but... the, the last whisper. Yeah. Sorry I threw you out a window. Yeah. I've got diabetes, Stephen. You're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been oh, kinder if you threw hell. me out a window. Like, I'm, I literally said to you, I think I might be having a hypo. Don't, just in case, don't eat that last whisper. And you fucking edit, Stephen. What's going on, mate? You don't even like Whisper. I fucking hate you. <laughs> You're massively like, allergic to, to chocolate. We're both going to die now. I think I'm dying. Yeah, well, you can fucking die, Stephen. Fuck me. Choke, you, choke you bastard. <laughs> choke <laughs> on him. <laughs> Imagine that. The end, he, ends, he ends the day of the dead by choking on a fucking Mars bar. Right? He's just like I, I, it's like, I think you are choking on them, sir. But um, there's a sudden explosion and the cops, uh, you know, kind of come in. And obviously it makes sense, you know, if, if you know this film, because Holly's just arrived. And then all of a sudden, the coppers just arrive. So I think the first time I watched this, I thought something was fishy anyway, because I was like, she's literally just walked in. Yeah. And then, and then obviously turned a hole. It's not at the TV station, so don't even bother exactly. checking. Exactly. And then, and then the cops arrive. It's like... Holly, are you betraying? No, I'm definitely not betraying you. You didn't even let me finish the sentence there. Like, I, did you know I was going to say that? I'm definitely not betraying you. You're not even answering me now. You just, you're just talking about how you know. Are you betraying us? I'm definitely not betraying Aliens you. Aliens don't I- run the world, by the way. Just, 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 just throwing that out there. I mean, Holly, we already know they do. So I don't know what. Are you lying to us about everything? You, you are. You're part of this, aren't you? I'm definitely you, not part of it. You've literally got your, your hand behind your back with your fingers crossed. No, I don't. No. No, I don't, mate. Uh. So anyway, the the cops come in. They fucking mow everyone down. Like poor Gilbert gets shot. He gets shot to bits. And uh, Keith, David, uh, Roddy Piper, and Holly, they all you know leg it out. Fucking Keith, David, and Roddy Piper are are as good as shooting as they are fighting. They are just manly men. It's it's the best thing ever. Yeah. They just start mowing everyone down. It's like it's like where where did you people learn to be so efficient with these weapons? Like, I mean, maybe we're just to assume they were both in NAM. <laughs> like, I guess you could just assume they're both in the army. It, we're looking too much into it. It's fucking badass. They just start, like, killing everyone. 
Yeah. Like the coppers are like literally slaughtering people. And then, you know, you've got Keith David and Roddy Piper that are just like, nah, we're, we're fucking badass, mate. It's a really cool shootout as well because it, it ends up in like a like a dead end kind of alley and like a kind of like a last standy kind of way and they're all like it's a fucking class shootout and Roddy I think they get they get separated from Holly I think Roddy Piper's like you know I need we need to get Holly and Keith David's like what the fuck are you doing mate like if you run down there you get shot to bits stay here fuck and hell, she's mate. blatantly on their side I don't think she <laughs> yeah. is like have you spoke to her yeah. But Keith David tries to get the watch working and um, it, it begins to like malfunction and like this fucking hole appears in the ground and it's like, your watch is malfunctioning. Please use this hole. It will only be here for a temporary time. And then just like starts counting down. It's like, this is weird. Yeah, this better is strange. jump in don't, don't know if I want to jump in this. Like even, you know what I mean? But they jump down it and they come out in this like underground corridor kind of thing. Yeah, I think it ends up being a base or something. But there's signs in, like, the alien language. Keith David had has this hilarious moment where he's just like, what even language is that? And I'm like, yeah, you would be like that, wouldn't you? All right, is that German? I don't <laughs> think it's German. Where, what are you talking about, Stephen? I don't know why I'm still talking to you. We're both dying. But they, uh, they see, like, they go down this corridor and they see, like, two alien security guards and they have this, like, really fucking gay moment where they, like, high-five each other because like the resistance is but it's like star wars or something yeah Do you know what i mean and they're like yay <laughs> yeah 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 and then they like jump in like high i almost expected a freeze frame yeah, like, yeah! yeah! then it just kicks into like an 80s song yeah but they walk into um like a like a kind of like a ballroom kind of thing it's like a really nice like dinner very high society type deal yeah they're all in like tuxedos and shit yeah there's also like humans there as well which is obviously because you know that's the fact that some of them have turned so they're getting like the best of the best but there's an alien like you know fucking announcer and he what he's basically doing is he's just kissing the ass of the humans to make out as if like they're so thankful. He's like, you know, we thank you for letting us use your planet and everything. And, you know, all the stupid fucking humans are like, oh, this is great. This is amazing. It's like he's taking the piss out of you, mate. Yeah, it's like, did, I don't think there, there was ever a choice. They also refer to um, the resistance as terrorists. And they say that it's like, it's been finished. Like, they've stopped it now. And it's like, yeah, this is very... But they, they also mentioned by... That by 2025, the whole world will be under control. I'm like, oh my God, that, that's not far for us. <laughs> you think 2020 is bad, wait till 2025. This is where these conspiracies about, you know, the coronavirus being just a way to test lockdowns comes yeah. into fruition. It's like, oh, they were actually true. We should have listened to the mental people. But um, turns out the blow out your ass guy is there. And he's like fucking high society now he's like but do you know what makes me laugh like he's sitting there and he's got like this um glass of champagne and you know he's dressed up in a nice suit and his hair's all slicked back and he, you know he doesn't look homeless anymore he, yeah but it's he's like literally fucking... the exact opposite of yeah like but he's him. he's necking the champagne you watch it mate he's literally like a slurp oh yeah yeah this slurp yeah this god where the fuck is this bottle of champagne at mate the only thing he's i love it i think it's like i don't even know if it's by accident 
But that is such a funny like callback because he's like, you know, he used to be a homeless drunk. Yeah. And now he's like high society, but he's still a drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he basically thinks that Keith David and um, Roddy Piper have turned. Turned over, so yeah. Like, he literally just walks over to him. He's like, oh, I didn't know you turned. It's, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. We turned. Well, it's like and... if you saw your mate, like, at the tennis court. Like, oh, I didn't realise you played tennis. Oh, come yeah. on, let's have a game. It's like, oh, I didn't realise you were in league with fucking aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But he basically goes, like, oh, I'll show you around. So he, like, he, set, he, he takes them to this, like, docking bay. This bit freaked me out a little bit because it was, like, it's, it's weird, isn't it? They go to like this docking bay, right? And there's like this fucking like Star Trek teleportation thing, right? But like you can see the planet you're going to, and then you like see them zoom in towards it, and you're like, "This is fucked up." And then and he's like, "Oh yeah, they they might be able to use this for you know like other universes and stuff as well." I'm like, "Oh my god, get rid of it, get rid <laughs> of it now!" I know how these things end up. No offense to uh, Dav or or anybody if you're listening. It's weird, though, isn't it? But, yeah, so they've got this thing, and it basically, like, teleports them back to wherever they're from. Like, this... I'm guessing it's, like, a, a, a hyper version of the watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean? swear, I swear at some point that they mentioned their home planet's called Andromeda. Yes, I think it is. I think you're right, yeah. I didn't write that down, but that rings a bell. I'm pretty sure it is. He also shows, shows them the room that is broadcasting their signals. Yeah. And, like, it is the TV studio. I'm surprised like, to be like, but Holly said it definitely wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Why like, would she say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she works here as well. Like, she should know. Like, there's a fucking, there's a multi-dimensional uh, docking bay around the corner. It'd be great if he saw her there that. and be like, Holly, did, did you know about this? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know about this. Hence oh why God. I said it definitely uh, wasn't here. The blower out your ass guy is like, you definitely did know. Shut the fuck We were just up. talking about it yesterday, Holly. Do you <laughs> not remember? You mental. Do you not remember when you were um, saying, like, how great is it that the uh, the signal base is here where I work? Roddy Piper's She's just, what like, giving in death sets, like... Are you all right, Shut. Holly? You, you, seem a bit, yeah, yeah. you seem a bit agitated. Do you have any champagne, Holly? Do you have any champagne? I'm, I'm really thirsty. <laughs> yeah. But they ask, they basically say, oh, do you know, like, could we see inside the TV show? And he's like, yeah, I think I can get the security guard to do it. So he's like, oh, can we come in? And the security guard's just like, talk serious. Where's your fucking authorization card? He's proper yeah. just like, no, you're not going in the TV studio, you fucking ex-bum. Get out of my face. But um, Keith David and uh, Roddy Piper just pull out their authorization cards, which are firearms. Yeah, the best, <laughs> the best kind of authorization cards. And they just like blow them away. And it's funny because the blow out your ass guy, he's like, oh, I didn't, I thought you guys were cool or something. And then Roddy Piper grabs him by his goatee. Like he holds him by his goatee and pulls him around with it. Yeah. It's hilarious. He's just like, he's just getting pulled around by just like his facial hair. It's like, this is like the best action hero known to man. Can you imagine The Rock doing that? You'd be like, silly that is. Yeah, but, um, it just works, doesn't it? For... Yeah, but he basically, you know, he, he tells them, you know, like they're running the whole show. He's like, uh, fucking blow it out your ass, you know, he's kind of pleading with him. He's like, you know, le- you know, leave us alone and you get a good life. You know, why would you not want that? And he's like, you know, come on, we all sell out every day. Might as well be on the winning train. And you're just like, you're a sneaky little cunt you are, aren't you? But they, I think they're, they're going to fucking um, shoot him, aren't they? 
Yeah. They go to yeah. shoot him, and then like they he get distracted by him. Away, yeah. Yeah. So Keith David and uh, Roddy Piper do start doing what they do best, and they just like fucking all out start attacking the TV station. They're just mowing everyone down in every corridor. They, they don't kill the humans still, but they they just like shoot everyone. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's crazy. Such a good shootout. Um, but they're searching for Holly. They walk into like a, a room of people. And it's funny because Roddy Papa just turns to me. He's like, well, I hate to interrupt you folks, but can anyone tell me how to get to the roof? <laughs> just like, See what I mean? Like, even in the most dire circumstances, he's still like happy go luck. But some, well, someone he's even like asks a woman and he's even like, thank you very much, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's, he's not Canadian, is he? Roddy Piper. He is I American. I'd assume so. I feel... Or, I feel rude not knowing that. I like Roddy Piper that much. But yeah, so she tells him about the elevator. The, so they, they fucking, they head there. I don't think they can get on the elevator, though, can they? Because they have to take the stairs up. Well, I think, I think they like, know that the they'll try and stop the elevator or be waiting by it. I suppose, yeah. yeah. I think it was just so like they, a distraction, like make them think we're going to the elevator yeah. and then take the stairs. Yeah. So they start shooting all the, the way through the aliens again, and uh, they end up finding Holly, who has got a change of clothes on now. I didn't, I was like, I didn't click that. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's got a change of clothes on. I'm like, are you not caught on yet? Like, I'd be like, where'd you get the change of clothes from? You've just been fucking here. Like, are you? You're lying to me, aren't you? No? You right. are? Of this Holly? Yeah. But the film She's... even presents it as like a twist, like, oh, you didn't see this coming, did you? And it's like, I think no. we did. I think we saw this coming. But they, they take her with him and they're, they're kind of like fighting up the staircase. Roddy Piper's like, you know, I'll go up and I'll, I'll fucking clear it out. You follow up after me. And literally just as he leaves, Holly straight up blows fucking Keith Davis' I know. Down. It's like, what? And it happens out of nowhere out like well. that. Yeah. Like, he just gets fucking taken out. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, poor Keith David, man. But I mean, I mean you I never see assume... a body, so I'm just going to assume he doesn't die. <laughs> well, like the thing, like, <laughs> yeah. never saw a body. So Roddy Piper, he ends up on the roof and he finds the source of the signal, which is this like giant satellite dish. So he gets up there and he kind of like does this, like you know, he kind of calls back. He's like, oh, you know, you need, you guys need to stay back because he's going to shoot it. And then Holly's there pointing a gun at him, and she's like, you know, you can't win. They're going to win. A helicopter comes up as well, I think. You can't win. Um, you need to just fucking, you know, just come over here, put your gun down. I think he does put he does put his gun down, I think. And then starts walking towards her. And then she's like, you think she's winning him over? And then he, like, sneakily gets out another fucking gun, shoots Holly. She's, like, taken out. I was like, yes, get rid of that bitch. And then he points his gun at the dish, and it's great, because he just goes, fuck it, and then shoots the dish, like, multiple yep. times. The dish, the dish, like fucking starts exploding. He's shot, unfortunately, by the uh, coppers in the helicopter. The dish explodes, and uh, just as he's dying, Roddy Piper pulls the bird out of the helicopters, and That's then he just does like his... the best fucking ending for his character. Yeah, and then he does his little smirk as well, which I loved because I was like, yeah. ah, still Roddy Piper. It's great. And then just before the film ends, you know, we kind of start seeing the repercussions of the dish being destroyed. You know, everyone's starting to see, you know, there's people that are getting caught out. There's a guy in a bar. Yeah. And then the film ends with fucking a great ending. A fucking great oh, ending. Oh, it's so good, it's, yeah. Uh, see, you know, it's this woman. She's, she's riding this guy. Or, well, you see her riding. You can't see who she's riding. 
obviously, you know, you're like, oh, she's riding a fucking alien. And she's kind of got her eyes closed. And then she kind of looks at him and she's like, oh my God, like this guy's a fucking alien. And the guy just turns to her and he's like, hey, hey what's wrong, what's wrong, baby? baby? <laughs> yeah. Did you notice then, the little uh, meta line on the TV? No, what did it say? Oh, I can't believe you didn't notice this. When it's doing the little flash of like people seeing reality, there's a TV and it's like a little Siskel and Ebert type movie review show. And right. one of the aliens says, filmmakers like George Romero and John Carpenter need to show some restraint. <laughs> oh, that's quite fun. What? And then he does the full, the tit shot. This is what they're referring to. Like he needs to, is it just before the... I think it is, yeah. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, wouldn't it? Because then he just, because there's no full, there's no like tits in this at all, really. No, and then just until that point. End, yeah. Yeah, that's quite a good joke. No, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Meta before it was cool. Yeah. And that's They Live. Yeah. Great film. Incredible film. Right. Let's uh, move on to our ratings, I guess. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. It's Two out of five. Figures. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Five out of five for a film. I think this film is pretty perfect I yeah don't there's, there's, there's yeah. anything wrong with it yeah it's paced really well any gripes i have are just nitpicks it's, it's nothing yeah, that it's... ruins the film for you because if even the character of holly it's like like you said yeah she you know she, she might as well you know she might if she wasn't there like you want to bother but she did what the film needed her to do do you know what i mean i mean like some people go oh you said that about a woman i don't mean it like that i mean as in like that character was essentially just and you know you've got to think about it in a sense, it is an action film as well. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? You've got to have some stuff to, like, push the film forward that will not get put on. But, I mean, to be fair, as, as a fucking action film, like, this film's got it all. It's got horror, it's got sci-fi, you know, it's it's got tons of fucking action. That's Yeah, if I was going to class it, I'd go, it's action, then sci-fi, then horror. Yeah, yeah. But the, 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 the thing that I always seem to forget every time I watch this, I went on about it earlier in the episode, but the way he's melded it all together, you know, like action, sci-fi, and especially the horror, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't feel like, it feels like it's all one world instead of being like these three genres. It feels like all the all the the horror bits are related to the you know kind of the sci-fi bits and the philosophical bits, and you know and the sci-fi bits relate back to the the you know the action bits, and it's it's just so well done. This film's so well done, and then yeah. it's got an ending to top it off. Yep, like there wasn't really any other way you could go with that besides something like that. And then the joke kind of ending kind of thing was perfect. It's just a really good film. It's shot really well as well, obviously. But Yeah, you know, I know I it goes without saying, saying cuz it's John Carpenter, but yeah, the score but is great. Yeah. It's got Always like a, it's it's got the typical Carpenter vibe to it, but it's also got like a really bluesy type yeah. which really really fits like the undertones of the film. It's 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 I can't say this about many people, but you always know a John Carpenter theme. Like, you always know it. Like, it's like you said, you know, even though it's a little bit different this one, it's like, there it is. Like you said, it's the vibe. You know, you, <clears throat> as soon as you hear it, you're like, there it is. There's the John Carpenter. You know, it's the same for uh, Escape from New York. It's the same for Assault on Precinct 13. Same for Halloween. Same for, do you know what I mean? You always know his music. It's so good. But yeah, like, I mean, as a film, it's f- fucking perfect. Five out of five, It's it's not. It goes without saying, really, because, you know, we're so late to the game to talk about this film. So, you know, this is kind of like more of a fun little thing for us to do than anything. 
So, I mean, these ratings are going to mean less. But, I mean, fun fact, it's five out of five as well, obviously. It's got some of the best one-liners in film. Yeah, they're just cracking. They're just fucking... They just get better and better. Yeah, and the the I'm going to bring up again the delivery on the formaldehyde, formaldehyde face line is genuinely one of my favourite lines in anything I've ever seen. Yeah, because it's it's delivered so perfectly. It's it cracks me up every time I see that that um that scene. It's just it's just a really fun film. From yeah, the it's aged the so well as well. Yeah, like it, it's I don't, it's it's quite timeless in a way because of it's very it's very on the nose. It's very you know like you you could put anything that's in this film you could put to today's standards as well. So it's still freaky. This is what I'm saying about the horror moments. It's still creepy. A well deserved cult classic. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Your ones? Yeah. Exact same as you. Five out of five. Five out of five. Yeah. Like it's. In, it's probably my third favorite John Carpenter film, yeah, next to Halloween and the Thing. And it just show, it just shows how many just incredible films he's made when this film's like not even his best. No, yeah, that's my point. Like this I mean, is the right. sort of film that you know, if a director made this film, and it was the best thing he'd be ever ever done. You'd be like, that was fucking great. But then yeah. this film's that good, and it's like well, he's done better films. It's it's like what John Carpenter does, though. Do you know what I mean? It's like he takes a you know, he, he, sometimes it's just horror, sometimes it's just crime. You know, sometimes it's like he, he he takes something from the genre and then just smashes it out of the fucking park every time. Yeah, every time. You know, but like even like, when know, he does mix with other genres, it still always feels like a John Carpenter film. You always know, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's just like. He just always knocks. Well, I mean, maybe not always, but at this point, he was knocking out of the park, left, right, and center. I genuinely don't know where this would. It's like I really like Assault on Precinct Thirteen, so don't know if it would be. We should do that at one point. So that's another great film. But yeah, anyway, one thing I will say before we finish up, just leave you on a little note is my experiences in hell and stuff like that, and hearing stuff. Quite a few similar things to this film, mate. Well, that's worrying. Yeah. So this re- this rewatch was actually a little bit harder for me this time, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting I'm getting genuinely freaked out here a little bit. Oh shit. Let's just say John Carpenter had uh, had it more right than we think. Great, brilliant. As if this year's not been fucking awful enough. Yeah. Well, it makes you feel any better. I mean, it's not just this year. So. Well, we've only got five more years till they fucking take full control, anyway. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right. Do you want to lighten the mood and tell everybody what we're doing next week? Yes. Yeah, so next week we're going to be reviewing, uh, well, not reviewing, discussing or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call myself a critic. Me and Richard are critics now. Oh, this God, is a, no, we're not. This is a Never critic will be. podcast. This is the uh, Radio Critics podcast. And uh, next week we'll be reviewing the masterpiece Citizen Kane. And we're going to, we're going to have, empty glasses and we're going to fart into them and sniff our own fart while we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to fucking do. And we're going to talk about the uh, the mise-en-scene and the uh, cinematography. Yes. And I'm going to talk about that from, from now on. We're not going to do that. We're uh, we're discussing a more modern film. Very um, modern film. Can, yeah. 2019? Is it yes, 2019? Yeah. 2019. Yeah, it was... We we learned about it through um, Arrow, which is seems like a shame. it's not like us it. not like us at every all. time we every time we say that now but um yeah it was it was one of the uh it was one of the films that arrow has recently covered or did, 
covered. I don't know how the night put it. Done, done. Released. Yeah, and it's a uh, delightful little film about three youngsters in a boat. It's 2019's Harpoon. You've seen it. It's kind of like a uh, kind of like a black comedy horror thing. It's it's. It's a strange beast, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very tense filled. It's there. There are some actual horror, you know, like proper freaky bits, and then there's there's a, you know a really black comedic tone kind of going through the film. It's, I sound a bit like a critic now. I feel like I might. Have just <laughs> you make a joke about that. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm becoming what I've you know you, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. But yeah, it's it's a fun little flick. You really liked it, didn't you, Richard? Yes, yeah, yeah. But we'll get into that next week. Yes, we will. Where hopefully uh, I've got my mic back to working. Yeah, yeah, true. Very true. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Radio Nasties podcast. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Tales.